Good day to everybody. My apologies for being a little bit late. That's not okay. Uh, your time is important to me, and I'm thankful that uh, you spend it with me each day. So I'll definitely get better about that. Something woke up in my back is uh, I don't know. I slept weird on it or something. I was trying to get it loose. Cause, you know, sitting in the chair for two hours doesn't really help. It's like right underneath my shoulder blade. It's like what it feels like. But it's in my left arm, so I don't or my left side. I had bowling this weekend, so I thought maybe it was from that, but I guess not. Uh, so eat less meat. Eat recycled food. It's good, and it's good for you. Wait, how's that go? What is it? How's that go? It's good for you and good for the environment. Fifty-three hospitalized, five of them children, nineteen dead. You got him? Bring him up, okay. No, just turn him. The other way. The other way. You got him? Damn it. He's supposed to be watching out for him. Don't blame yourself, Hershey. He made a mistake, not you. Wouldn't it feel good to have an emotion once in a while, huh? Emotion. There ought to be a law against him. Yeah. Recycled food. It's good for the environment and okay for you. And okay for you. That's what it is. Selection. Insert your credit in the slot. We have five seconds to surrender. Dread, it's just a servo droid. The servo droid is your friend. Five. Please let your four, friend go by. Three. You are in the way of the servo droid. One. Boy, am I glad to see you. Yeah. Mega City Code 759. I feel like I got a... I always I always confuse that chick with Sandra Bullock. Or I think it's who is who is that chick again? <clears throat> I always say it's Sandra Bullock, but it's not, right? Yeah, Olivia Thurby. Or Lena Yeah. Wait, no, that's that's dread. I want the movie. <clears throat> Shout out Rob Sh uh, Schneider too. Diane Lane, yeah, Diane Lane. Eat recycled food. It's good for the environment, and it's okay. Please bring back maple maple pecan at some point, and consider making it permanent. It's my absolute favorite coffee. Maybe loyal CBS guys. Please don't get rid of it for good. Uh, I I won't. It'll come back. I think uh, it'll come back in fall again next year. What's up, TVL? Appreciate you. Yeah, Diane Lane, good looking lady. What else was she in? Nothing. Nothing that mattered. She was in Justice League. House of Cards. Uh, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, she plays Martha Kent. Clark Kent's mom. Right? I guess she was, a, she was in a lot of those roles. Indian Summer. Okay. She's had a pretty long career.
Bananas Foster's flavor coffee. Well, I think what I'm going to do with the flavored coffees is I'm really going to pare them down a little bit more because uh, I think that some flavors do better at surviving kind of the roast than others. Uh, she was in Unfaithful. I think so, yes. I thought I saw that. She was also in Hardball. Yeah, Unfaithful. Yep. She's had a ton of stuff. Uh, Pac-Man just made, uh, that just made me order some more meat. Yeah. Eat less meat is the message for rich world in foods in first net zero plan. Eat the bugs. This UN agency now wants you to eat less meat to fight climate change. And of course, it's run by a top CCP official. This is what's going around the internet today. United Nations agency that is pushing wealthy nations to curb their meat consumption in the name of climate change is, of course, led by top Chinese Communist Party official who is known for using the agency to serve Beijing. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization, which counts CCP official, don't really care his name as its director, is set to release a plan next month that calls on the world's most developed nations to fight climate change by curbing their, quote, excessive appetite for meat. Eat the bugs. You'll own nothing and be happy. Um, you know, uh, live in a pod. My wife is upset that she desperately wants a mocha coffee and you offered peppermint mocha and she doesn't like peppermint. Ah. I'll look at doing uh I'll do a I'll do a mocha one in uh well probably next Christmas, I guess. Uh Jeremy, I wanted to tell you how great your customers your company's customer services. I had a small issue with my last order and your guy went above and beyond to make it right. Or companies should take a lesson. Hey, appreciate you. Yeah, we try to, you know, try to make sure our customers, it's way, you know, getting customers, not enough, not enough companies do enough to keep customers once they get customers. The, uh, the initiative to limit meat consumption in wealthy nations comes as China uses climate change to influence U.S. energy policy and cozy up to American politicians. University of California, Berkeley's California Chinese Climate Institute, for example, partners with several CCP front groups that work to advance China's global agenda. The Institute has called for the increased adoption of electric vehicles, which are commonly produced using Chinese materials. A reduction in global meat production, meanwhile, could help alleviate Chinese concerns over food security and land scarcity. Well, uh, Pretty sure China spends a lot of money buying property here in the United States and Canada. Uh, you know, if you didn't know, now you know. Thousands and thousands and thousands of acres owned by the Chinese in both the United States and Canada. By the way, China produces probably the most, you know, pound for pound um, pollution of any developed nation in the world. And it's not even close. 
So, you know, just be be mindful of uh, anybody that may be pushing that agenda. Electric vehicle batteries are toxic to the environment, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, but they're not toxic when you buy them from China, bro. They're not toxic when you're buying them from China. Didn't you know that? I thought you would have known that. Sigil, since I got an idea, how about the Chinese eat bugs and shut it? Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Their land and water is so poisoned, not even vermin can live there anymore. Besides from the CCP. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw... Oh, God, this, po this stupid thing. Jackson Hinkle, I don't know who this guy is, but he seems like he's a, f a complete liar. And the other concern that I have is how many people believe what he says. He literally told, they put unfired bullets in a baby crib when Elon Musk visited. Any moron can see that these are, they're, you can see the, these are belt-fed NATO rounds, and you can see very clearly that the projectile is missing. These are, you can see the pieces of the belt from the belt feed, and you can see on this one, for example, there is no projectile. This one, there is no projectile. People think that the slight discoloration here, which comes from firing it, is like, uh, is a lot of, is like proof that these are unfired rounds. And you know what's really annoying? Like anybody can, I understand not knowing what like belt fed, belt fed, you know, rifle rounds look like. Okay. I understand that. But there are people that are arguing with me in my replies and they're saying like, uh, there, there were people that were like, those rounds haven't been fired. They look like unfired bullets to me. Um, and look at this, bro. You can clearly see the projectile intact in the photo. Be better? Be better? What are you talking about? Like, what? Like, the, some of these people are my own viewers and followers. It's one thing to say, oh, I can't really tell the difference. They look, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, there are people in here that are, like, legitimately dying on this hill. Here, this guy spent cartridges and belt links. Thank you. <laughs> like, what is, what is this, like... There are, there are people in here that are like, I, I don't even understand. I get that like a lot of people don't know that, you know, the, the, the casing is quite large for rifle rounds, right? Here you go. Do you even know what these links are? Evidence of a belt fed machine gun being fired, <laughs> yeah, right? 7.62 by 5.1 millimeter. Morons. Thank you. Hundred percent spent cartridges. Do any of you not? Do any of you know what a bullet looks like? These are seven six two NATO rounds, belt fed. And like I, I did, I just my I was disappointed that my own viewers are like, "What are you talking about?" 
it's like I don't know if it's um how do I say this? I don't know if some people are just so deep in the the Jews stuff that they're just dumb that they're just they they're like completely they're like oh if the Jewish people oh Jewish people oh yeah it's definitely on fire rounds oh those clear casings from being belt fed yeah I don't know what that is that's photoshopped I mean any I mean you can look right at these and see they're fired like I don't know like <laughs> If it's just they're all the Jews and they think that, oh, I mean, here, don't, yeah, are you really the stupid Brendan Herrera, bailiff, whack his pee-pee, Amiri King, Jackson knows these are spent casings. His whole shtick is to elicit a response, not be accurate. So at least in his response, people are like, you know, how are these unfired? You don't even try at this point. I don't know who this guy is, but he seems like an idiot. Apparently, apparently, a lot of you are more familiar with his shenanigans. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is, but he wants your three dollars to ex. Wait, he's literally saying, "Help me expose propagandists, bro." You're a propagandist. Thirty-six thousand likes. Thirty-six thousand likes. Who are these people? Consider how dumb the average intelligence is. Now consider that half of all people are even more stupid than that. Judge Carlin was right. I get not knowing. You know, the people saying like, um, I, I get not knowing, but I mean, to state as a fact that they are unfired is idiotic. At least I see most people here. Yeah, please circle the bullet seated in the cartridge in this picture. All right. Okay. At least people are dunking on him. How does this not have a community note? It's been three hours and 36,000 likes. Anyway. I think people do... I think, you know, everyone lies in war. Um, and I wouldn't even... If you told me, oh, they just took these spent casings and put them in the crib, I'd be inclined to think maybe that were, that were at least possible true. Yeah, there were a lot of people calling it out, I guess, which is nice to see. Um, he's been on TimCast before. His position doesn't make a ton of sense. But he gets attention for putting Mega before Communist. Oh, okay, okay. I have a friend who believes everything this guy says. He still says Israel bombed the, the hospital. He's still on that? Oh, he's one of those guys. He's just a, he's just a, a Jew's bad guy. I'm not saying Jew, Jewish people or the Jewish government is infallible, but I, I, I think I understand that position. I mean, I understand. Now I understand who he is. He was on We Are Change with Luke last week. Did Luke uh, challenge him at all? The, uh, I, I think that it's entire. like, wouldn't you say, oh, the, you know, these people just took spent casing and spent casings and sprinkled them in a crib, I think that would be more reasonable. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> I, 
I look, you people are allowed to have their opinions, and I'm not here to like scold anybody, but I do think it's the uh, there's several people who are dipping their toe into it. Um, it's it's fine to critique things that the Jewish government has done. There's plenty to criticize. Um, but when you get into the like, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just going to lie about it and then pretend I'm you know fighting the good fight. People like Candace Owens are dipping her toe into that 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 rhetoric. This Jackson Hinkle guy appears to be like that. I mean, I'd like to see him defend that, right? Here's how you know the guy is a dishonest. You know, he's welcome to come on my show and defend. Knowingly posting, okay, two things are possible. He knowingly posted those, that image and, and lied and said that the casings were un, unfired. Or he unknowingly did it and had the, the internet's foremost gun experts dunk on him in the replies and left it up anyway. One of those, only those two scenarios exist. Or he posted it and got hit by a bus or got on a plane. <laughs> Jackson means well, but he is young and uninformed on matters that he should research before he comments. I don't take his word on anything he comments on. I hear him out because I believe in free speech. That's a fair position to have, I think. Uh, that's Noble Bushy. That's kind of where I'm at. My live stream is not appearing on the Rumble subscription page. Of course. Well, we have 3,300 people in here. That's kind of normal for the first, first hour, you know? Jimmy Dore will highlight his tweet. And is Dore a fan or not a fan? So uh, Stephen Colbert is getting ruthlessly mocked. That's always a good thing. So he had a quote-unquote, health emergency. Had to cancel a show this week. How do you think the internet reacted to that? Stephen Colbert halts late show tapings. This is a guy whose entire audience is still wearing masks, I believe. The, you know, the, all of these people, you know, here's Stephen Colbert breaking Stephen Colbert cancels late show, late show episodes over health emergency. Maybe he hasn't had enough boosters. Oh, okay. Jess. Like. He actually used to be funny on um, the Today Show, or on the, he used to be funny when The Daily Show was funny. By the way, here's the link to the locals chat. It's getting more popular. It's getting more busy in there. Jeremy, you need a sounder of the Joker. You get what you freaking deserve. Yeah, right. Yeah. He used to be funny. A lot of people, so he, he comes out, they canceled his show because he's sick over health emergency. <laughs> Did his brain cells fall out? Dozens of fans are deeply disappointed. People, you know, rubbing his 
I mean, this is the guy that did this shit. He did this. Now I question, by the way, wearing a mask if you're immunocompromised is totally fine, Jammer. I'm not like dunking on that. I, I don't think you thought I was, but I do want to clarify that. And like, honestly, uh, you know, people who are older and stuff like that, if they want to wear it, I don't really say much about that, you know? My question is, do you think, do you think that money exchanged hands for this or that he willingly or that he willingly did this crap that's that's my biggest question is that did did Pfizer and Moderna pay him money or that he Or did he willingly do this? Dancing syringes and high heels. Who are these people also? The audience is doing it. He gets paid, but not directly. Look who advertising his sponsors are. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Pfizer runs mad ads. Mad, mad ads on his show. His name isn't even, it's not Colbert, it's Colbert. I hope he's okay. So everybody on the internet is laughing. And you know, by the way, they only announced this. They only announced it on threads. They didn't even, they didn't even put a tweet out about it. So the show has been canceled all week. Didn't tell anyone. Put a, put a note on checks notes. Threads. You know why they didn't tweet about it? Is because they would have absolutely been destroyed. Everybody reporting on it. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, stood right next to Jimmy Kimmel saying that if if you um took ivermectin that you shouldn't be uh you shouldn't get medical care. I don't like it. I don't like it. They were comedy shows. And now, except for Jimmy Fallon, they've all become very political. And, and, um, he's talking about late night shows. For me, it's just, he's right like about it. Fallon, you know? Like it. They were comedy shows. And now, except for Jimmy Fallon, they've all become very political. And, and, um, it's, for me, it's just, it's too much. I mean, Johnny Carson would, you know, 
he would do like you know he would do two or three jokes about whoever was president then or what was going on then and that was it you know but they were entertainment shows and um so i don't you know i know i know all those guys and they're very nice guys very talented i know seth i know stephen colbert i, I know jimmy kimmel i think they're funny you know but when they start doing the political stuff like so one-sided it, it it's like it's and that's all it is the whole thing it's just like that's not the, that's not the shows that I used to go on. You know, if I want the new news, I'll watch the news. I, I'm not watching those shows. They're late night entertainment, but it's not. It's all political, except for uh, Jimmy Fallon. And they keep getting mad at Jimmy. Why don't you go into politics? Because we're doing it. It's a silly like escapism entertainment show, and they just hammer it to death. You know, it's for me. And they've become here's my political agenda. They're very open about it. And I'm like, well, all right. I, I have no say in that. It's their show, you know. But I don't particularly... I, I I don't like that they've become that because I go, where's the comedians and the stand-up and the bits and the... the you know, and like Letterman, you know, it was, it was comedy. He's picking his words very carefully. Um... I think that he's, you know, and the thing is, there is this story about, um, no, he's not sucking Fallon's, uh, whatever. He he's right about that. Um, there was this push, or is this push inside the late night TV show? This was widely reported that people wanted Jimmy Fallon to get more political. And that because he wasn't, I don't know if it was the powers that be or whatever. Um, you know that they, so he wanted to keep his show what it was. I'm not saying that Fallon's great or anything. I'm just saying there there was this push by the industry for him to uh, actually get, um, you know, more political. It, you know, if you remember, people look back and remember Letterman as being apolitical, but that's not true either. Near the end, he definitely was uh, pontificating a lot more. So this happened yesterday. Perhaps the best, perhaps the absolute best ratio I've ever seen, maybe in history. So Deadspin, you probably saw this yesterday. Deadspin puts out this article. The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan who appears to be nine years old doing blackface. And notice the picture that they chose on purpose, by the way. They chose a picture of him facing the other way where you couldn't clearly see that his face was painted both red and black. The article or the colors of the team that he's cheering on. I hope that this kid absolutely sues this douchebag into oblivion. By the way, you can't make this guy. You can't make this up. This guy's name is Karen. 
Okay, maybe it's Karan. I don't know. I'm going to say it's Karen. If I'm these kids, yeah, if I'm the kids' parents, I'm may I'm about to take Deadspin to the cleaners. And they'd have every right to because the article actually calls this kid racist. They literally they literally made a they made a editorial decision. This is if I'm the lawyer, this is what I'm saying. Deadspin made an editorial decision to depict this child in as if he's doing blackface. Now, if this was an article in the Babylon Bee, I would have I mean I would make more sense. Right? But they made the editorial decision to picture this kid and say he's doing blackface. What's wrong with it? I want to know a single Indian that's of offended by this. I want to meet you. A Native American. How much longer till we start seeing articles we must speak up against black people for blackface? Well, I mean, what about cheese face? You know, Green Bay Packer fans, they paint their face green and gold. Who is, uh, you know... He also admitted on camera that he cried for 48 to 72 hours after Trump won in 2016. That's amazing. I've never even heard this kid uh, of this guy, but they literally call this kid racist. It's not even like what he's doing is racist. They call him racist. It takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once, but on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, a child found his way to hate black people and Native Americans. He, they, they, are they are saying as fact that this child hates black people. No one cares about the Packers ever pick a real team. Okay. Um, the, you know, Raiders fans, black and silver, paint their hair, paint their faces. I'm pretty sure like face painting at NFL events at sport at sporting events, more so really the NFL has been around since, I mean, the beginning of it. Don't you think as long as I can remember, okay, for 40 years of life, people have been painting their face to go to football games that that's as far as my personal history goes that I can, you know, that I can remember. You got to support the team. Is that a is that a deep lore reference to Seinfeld episode? New Jersey Devils. Ah! <laughs> got to support the team. Yeah, the Devils. Yeah, hell yeah. I love my I love my daytime audience. You guys get all the references. You guys we we, we all watch the same stuff. Yeah. That was a great episode. So they, you know, <laughs> they, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow, that's not good. Okay, so how long have you been a Devils fan? Oh, since I was a kid, I'm from Jersey. Yeah? Well, we're gonna kick your butts tonight. Ain't no way, man. Yes. We're prime. 
All right, you almost ready? Because Jerry and Kramer are going to be here any second. <laughs> what the? So what do you think? What is that? I painted my face. You painted your face? Yeah. Why? Well, you know, support the team. Well, you can't walk around like that. Well, why not? Because it's insane. Hey. I think it's awesome. Painted his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, you got to support your team, huh? Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. See, Kramer gets it. This old lady, too. What is that? Yeah. You couldn't get it out of your zone all night. We were aggressive. We didn't let you bet it. Yeah, all right, that's enough out of you. There's still three more games left in this series, my friend, and it's far from being over. Very far from being over. What the? Hey, what are you doing? Watch where you're driving, man. Don't mess with the devil, buddy. We're number one. We beat anybody. We're the devil. <sighs> <laughs> oh man, it still holds up. Yeah, Putty was one of the best side characters. Like um the the uh the the that episode with Putty and then the other episode with uh yeah, the eight ball jacket was genius. Um the episode where he sells Jerry with the whole episode in the dealership, the insider deal. Like It's just, yeah, Seinfeld still 100%, uh, 100% holds up. And that guy's had one hell of a career. The fur coat, that was also good. Jerry kept laughing at him during table reads. Oh, yeah. He's just, his, like, uh, his delivery is, like, second to none. I like that Putty wanted to sit straight up and stare forward on the plane. Yeah, psychopath behavior. Should we just should we just change the show into a watching Seinfeld clip show? Oh yeah, voice on Venture Bros. That too. He does a ton of voices. So anyway, okay. This douchebag writes this article and then gets maybe the most hilariously ruthless ratio I've ever seen. Deadspin tweets out the article, gets 11,000 comments to 900 likes, gets community noted. The picture in the article is misleading. Other pictures of the child in question show that the other half of his face is painted red, black and red being the team's colors. And this clown actually doubled down before turning off comments. He's turned off comments on everything now because people are just going to his other posts and dunking on him. Where's the double down post? The double down post is even more hilarious. The double down post is perhaps even more hilarious. Are you ready for this? 
I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't... Are you, do you think you're ready for this? <clears throat> for the idiots in my mentions who are treating this as some harmless act because the other side of his face was painted red, I could make the argument that it's even worse. Y'all are the ones who hate Mexicans but wear sombreros on Cinco. What? Do you remember that video? Um, hold on. Uh, I want to find this video because it's it's so true. Yeah, this is it, I think. Yep. Have you seen the clips of the dude wearing the, the Mexican outfit, like the sombrero and all that shit? And he goes to a college campus and he asks them, he's like, does this offend yeah, you? Awesome. Does my outfit offend you? No, not at all. He asks all these like woke libs. Yeah. My outfit is offensive. Are you Mexican? No. Yes. Do you find my outfit offensive? Yes. Why? Because it's not your culture. Does my outfit offend you? You look no no no. You look nice. Um, do you like do you like my outfit? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Does my outfit offend you? No, not at all. No. No, nothing. That's good. I don't know. I don't <laughs> he goes and talks to actual Mexican people, and they're like, "No, dude, you look good." They said, "It turns out not only is Karen J. Phillips trying to destroy this little kid's life." with false accusations of blackface, he's actually racist himself. I'm from Saginaw, spent a lot of time in Flint. I've never seen this many white people in Flint in my life. It's concerning. He turned off comments, blocked everybody, pretty sure he'll play the victim now. Election night 2016, I cried. I, I was in the pits for about 48 to 72 hours. And the reason why is that I covered the 2016 Democratic uh, National Convention. And I so? had problems while I was there warning people, like something was coming. I came back to the newsroom um, on that Friday because the convention was Monday through Thursday telling people that, look, I don't know what's happening. I knew something was coming, giving just the even the- Yeah, the Trump train. You could make the argument about the headdress, okay? Would I wear a headdress? I probably would not make that fashion decision. Do I think it's racist? No. Do I think that this kid... By the way, this is a pretty cool headdress, I gotta say. Like, pretty cool-looking headdress. But... You know, would I wear it? No. Do I think this poor kid deserves to have Deadspin write articles about him, calling him racist? No. I get it in the context. It's the Chiefs. Again, I'm not offended by it, and I don't think most quote-unquote Native Americans are offended by it either. Just this black guy who's paid to be outraged.
I think he, I think they get sued, and I think that they're gonna. I think they lose that lawsuit. That's what I think. Savannah Hernandez wrote, "I would expect nothing less from quote award-winning journalist and Pulitzer Prize nominee. Our society is so soft and coddled that a twelve-year-old with face paint on is enough to bring quote men to their knees. Pathetic." I, I don't I don't really understand. I mean, if I was going to a Chiefs game and I was a Chiefs fan, uh, sure. Oh, there you go. He got noted. Finally. These rounds have been fired with visibly dented primers. Likely what the poster thinks are bullets are the discolored necks and casings. The gray metal pieces and disintegrating dis integrating links suggest the ammo is using a belt-fed weapon such as an LMG. How does Karen even know the kid isn't Indian? Yeah, that's true. You don't know. Heckward, my parents thought me impression is a sign of flattery. I think he gets Sandman money. Oh, yeah. So he got he got noted. I, I don't even care for the note. I think the note should... should uh, why does it not show? I think the note should uh I think the note should say that he willingly and knowingly published false information. I guess they can't know that, but pretty sure. Pretty sure. Well, we've got some updated uh news on Aquaman 2 and it's not good. It is so bad that the entire theater industry is panicked about losing the holiday season. What a lot of people don't know is that a lot of these, you know, all these movie theaters, many of them independently own, or, you know, they're part of a conglomerate, you know, where I live, there's Marcus theaters, there's AMC theaters, but there are small town theaters that are family owned and operated in the various cities around me. And, they are probably the most hurt by Roke Hollywood's decisions because people not coming to the theater means they don't make any money. The way theaters make money, obviously, is mostly concessions, but they also take a portion of the ticket sales, I believe in some cases half. Now, if at the local theater they get a full half or if it's split up between other people and them, either way, they get a chunk of the uh, box office. And... The latest report of Aquaman 2 flopping is flopping even harder than the Marvels. And it has an absolutely massive budget. And theaters themselves are now speaking out. Saying stop with this woke garbage. We're going to get into all that after a super quick word from this video sponsor. Aquaman 2 flopping even harder than the Marvels. It's no secret that the DCEU has had more misses than hits, and that's exactly why James Gunn is rebooting it. Aquaman The Lost Kingdom is going to be the last DC film before the big reboot, and considering it's the first film uh, from veteran director James Wan, the first film earned over a billion, Warner Brothers executives were likely hoping the DCEU would go out with a bang. Sadly, it looks like the DCEU will go gently into the good night. GameRant reports that Aquaman 2 is projected to earn even less at the opening weekend box office than the infamous MCU flop, The Marvels. 
According to the projections, Aquaman 2 is going to earn somewhere between 32 million and 42 million. That might sound like a lot of money, but you need to keep two things in mind. First, the film has a high budget of 205 million, and because the box office returns almost always plummet after a movie comes out, a low opening weekend at the box office is often an accurate predictor of a film's dismal overall performance. Second, even if Aquaman 2 makes $42 million, that's the highest possible projected box office this weekend, it will still come in making $5 million less than the Marvels, which is already the most high-profile plop, plop, <laughs> plop of the season. The Marvels is a higher-profile movie and was much more expensive than Aquaman 2, costing Disney a cool $273 million to make. But considering Aquaman 2 pre-sales are 25% lower than the famous DC flop Shazam Fury of the Gods, it looks like Aquaman 2 will be a flop no matter what you choose to measure it against. Why would Aquaman 2 flop so hard when the first film earned a global box over some more than a billion? Well, for the same reason the Marvels did. I mean, the Marvels, you know, Captain Marvel, Marvel made over a billion dollars too. Even though the term is serving more and more as a scapegoat for panicked executives, we have to imagine superhero fatigue is a factor. It's difficult to get excited about Jason Momoa suiting up as Aquaman again when Marvel has been, un been unleashing a fire hose of superhero content on us year after year. It doesn't help that controversial actor Amber Heard is returning as the female lead and the negative reputation after losing a highly public defamation case with Johnny Depp isn't doing Aquaman 2 any favors. Well, I mean, go ahead and look at literally anything, uh, any, anywhere they try to promote this. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be and is a disaster. And here's the thing. Aquaman 2 needs to make $410 million worldwide just to break even. Now, the budget is $205 million, but that does not include marketing. See, people seem to always get this wrong. Usually, so if, they, if the budget's $200 million, they spend another $200 million marketing it. Now, in this particular case, I think with modern-day cinemas, you know, modern-day movies, I think they're probably not doing that normal. They're probably not spending that uh, as much as they used to because they just know it's not going to do very good. As for the Box Office Pro's latest projections... Aquaman 2 will earn between 105 and 168 million in its lifetime in the domestic market. The James Wan directed has uh, film has made has been made on a staggering bud budget of 205 million dollars, so it needs to make massive earnings from overseas markets to become successful at the box office. Now, certainly, if China were to embrace it, something like that. Uh, I think that, you know, China could, you know, China could bring 200 million alone, but that hasn't been what's been happening. And that's a big thing. No one's talking about the DCEU film will witness a decline in opening weekend collections as compared to its predecessor till now projections hint at a 38% decline. It's now to be seen whether Aquaman two lands on this difficult journey. Well, it's so bad now that movie theater owners are speaking up. Because they're the ones, you know, they're the ones that are, are suffering the most. You know, they're the ones that are getting pummeled by woke garbage. Every year around Christmas, Phoenix Theaters 
puts all of its chips uh, put all of its chips in one major temple, gambling on a movie so big, so broadly appearing, uh, it'll keep auditoriums stocked up into the new year. In the recent past, the Midwest-based chain has gone all in on 2022's Avatar, 2021's Spider-Man, 2019 Star Wars, but this holiday season is different. For the first time in more than a decade, excluding the lockdown stricken 2020, there is no surefire blockbuster the potential to gross a billion dollar globally to cap off the year. Quote, you can't look at the release schedule between now and the end of the year and find one movie that will stand out like Avatar as the big film, says Phoenix Theaters owners Corey Jacobson. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the follow-up to 2018's mega-hit Aquaman, should be that big bet. Yet the sequel ends in theaters on December 22nd is a massive question mark. Will the Momoa-led comic book adventure recapture the spark of the original well i think the answer is a resounding no and we could and we knew that the second amber heard opened her mouth now i will say that you know a lot of this a lot of people who have dedicated their entire youtube channels to amber heard will say that this is all because of amber heard it simply isn't um you know captain marvel flopped uh really any of these rehashes too you know the non-original people are going out to see things that are original People showed up for Barbie. People showed up for Oppenheimer. People, sh- people even showed up for Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, it's more like superhero fatigue, sequel fatigue, re- remake fatigue. And I've talked about this before. People no longer see these superhero movies as, um, how do I say, like as, as uh, like must-see TV. People are fine to wait and watch it on streaming. They're no longer that good. The CGI really hasn't you know, gotten better over time. The stories definitely haven't gotten better over time. So people are happy to just stay and watch it on TV. And, and there's no more FOMO, a marketing term that stands for fear of missing out. Nobody's talking about Marvel movies anymore. You know, during the Endgame saga, everyone was talking about it. So you had to go see it. You wanted to be a part of the conversation. But the fact of the matter is, Nobody cares anymore. Nobody shows up. Now, there have been unique films like Blue Beetle. They didn't show up for that either. I, th- I think that is more attributed to um, superhero fatigue and an unknown character, too. For this year's holiday stretch, the gambles include Wonka with Timothy Chalamet, um, Universal and Illumination's animated comedy Migration, a24 sports drama The Iron Claw with Zachary Ef- Zach Efron and the musical adaptation of The Color Purple. Yeah, none of those. I mean, I would say Wonka if I, if I thought that movie was going to be good, but I don't. So, I mean, even the movie theaters now are speaking up and saying like, bro, Hollywood, you're screwing us. You're screwing us with garbage movies. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom could surprise. The first film opened to an unspectacular $67 million, but eventually grossed a staggering $335 million in North America and $1.15 billion globally. But the very idea that a sequel isn't guaranteed to smash is indicative of a larger concern in Hollywood. We are seeing the collapse of these major franchises, says Brock, or Bach. This year has proven that audiences do want original things. Hollywood just can't put out a Roman numeral, can't put a Roman numeral on things. Based. Uh, Based, 
Movie theater order? Owner, I mean? If Aquaman 2 misses a mark, it'll join Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and a slew of other sequels, spin-offs, and reboots that appear to be guaranteed winners only to widely miss box office expectations. Theater owners like Logan believe studios may be running a good thing into the ground. Studios have IP and they think it's a golden ticket, but it's oversaturated. We've seen it all before multiple times, Logan said. These things, these things aren't events anymore. They aren't rare. It's just this month's superhero movie. 100% agree. 100% true. Big true. So continue not seeing these movies. I think that maybe they'll invest in originals then. Maybe we'll actually get better product. Or they can ride this woke train into, the, into oblivion. And I'm fine with that too. Like that's fine. If they want, if they want to ride this out, and not, you know, and have it be, and have it be terrible, continue losing hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm totally fine with that. Fine with that. Either way, we win. We either get better movies, or Hollywood completely implodes. I see both as winning options. Nobody, nobody cares about about this stuff. Now, if you've been following, if you've been wondering why superhero movies have sucked so hard lately, I believe we now have our answer. We now have the director of Thor, Love and Thunder, and I think Ragnarok as well, spitting in your face, saying he didn't even like the movie. He doesn't like the Marvels. He doesn't like Thor. He only took it for the money. Now... Any idiot knew that. Any idiot could look at this, look at that movie, and it was absolute garbage. You knew that Taika Waititi didn't care about it. Here we go. Taika Waititi joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the money. Quote, quote, I had no interest in doing one of these films, but I was poor and I thought, and I just had a second child, and I thought, you know what? It would be a great opportunity to feed these kids. And Thor, let's face it, it was probably the least popular franchise. I never read Thor as a kid. That was the comic, that was the comic I'd pick up and be like, ugh. And then I did some research on it, and I was baffled. I was still baffled by this character. So he hates Thor. He thinks everyone else hates... By the way... Thor was not a dud superhero. Not that I know of. But we're going to get into more of his infuriating comments after a quick word from this video's sponsor. I mean, I, I, I do respect. I want to point out, by the way, if you haven't gotten private internet access yet, Make sure you use the link in the description below to save 83% today. You would know. And you see a lot of this. By the way, this guy has a Star Wars movie too. This guy has a Star Wars movie coming out. Data Racer, he's perfect for Star Wars. I'm Taika's PR person. I'm begging him not to talk anymore. But he refuses to listen. I think Thor Ragnarok was good. 
Um, but I, I think that it was pretty obvious that, you know, Love and Thunder, everyone was just cashing in on that. Except for Chris Hemsworth, which apparently stayed in the gym. You know, they, they put these weird CGI muscles on a 50-year-old Natalie Portman for some reason. Tyka's PR manager stopped saying words. I mean, literally everyone at Disney and all of the projects they produce are simply for the money. How is this news? Why is he doing this? Imagine making a $250, $250 million movie on Thor, one of the biggest comic book IPs, and this will be what you're remembered for. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt, you know, I wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't, uh, people will always remember that. Is this really the guys you is this really the guy you want making your Star Wars movie? Zero respect for actors who wear a fat suit, commit to the bit. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy that brought you, you know, th that turned Thor into the butt of the joke. I actually don't know if she's 50. I'm just you know. I mean, I I think that the fact that like more and more I'm 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 figuring out that Jojo Rabbit was probably just a just a uh, a fluke. I mean this is this is nuts. You know, main points for people only read quotes. I'm going to concentrate on these other films I've signed on for, but I love Marvel. I love working with them. I love Chris. I would never feel like they are cheating on me. He added, noting he'd have no ill will if Marvel goes ahead and hires another writer director for the fifth Thor movie. We're in an open relationship. And it's like, if they want to see other people, I'm happy for that. I'd still get back into bed with them one day. So he turns it degenerate. I mean, he, he, so he turns it, he makes it, I mean, this is the guy, right? This is also the guy that says his Star Wars, his Star Wars film will piss people off. Like, does he have some sort of blackmail? Like, does he have, what does he have on people? Taika Waititi can't say much about his forthcoming Star Wars film, but he does have a joke that might pique his fans' interest, sense of humor, his fan sense of humor. When asked if his addiction, addition, sorry, to the popular franchises would still show fans the same Star Wars they know and love, the Thor Love and Thunder director admitted animatedly told Variety on the red carpet that next goal win, uh, for, of his next goal wins premiere, it will be a dramatic pause, a Taika Waititi film. Quote, it's going to piss people off, he added with a laugh. I mean, these people hate you. These people hate your IPs. They hate the things you love. They hate everything about you. You know? Like, that's just the truth of it. These people don't care whatsoever about, um, you know, the, the product, the IP, all the love and memories that you have with their, pro you know, with, an, uh, with, with stuff, you know? You know, again, like, no one ever, get, I, I get, like, you have the Raylos who are new to the Star Wars franchise and pretend that like, um, you know, pretend that they've been a, a Star Wars fan their whole life. Here you have a guy who's been, who's directed two Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And look, 
Even if you didn't like Ragnarok, I think most people can agree it's definitely not the worst film in the MCU. I would say that Thor Love and Thunder is probably in the bottom five. Uh, oh, Natalie Portman's 42, not 50. So Thor Love and Thunder is easily in the bottom five. Easily in the bottom five uh, in terms of MCU movies. Um, and it was directed by this guy. How do we thank him? Oh, we give him a, we give him a, we give him a Star Wars movie. Now I could see, I I still like, I'm not ready to say, uh, I'm not gonna say that uh, he's untalented, because you could look at his role as like the a hole character in Free Guy. Uh, yeah, that was uh, he was perfect for that. He played that role perfectly, and. You know, he did work on what we do in the shadows, and that was funny. Um, that still is funny now. Um, I think Jojo Rabbit was very, very good. Ragnarok was good. Um, but there there comes a point where it's like, I don't want to give you my money anymore. Like, I'm good. I'm good, bro. You know what? You don't like me. You don't like my franchises. Maybe a movie is good, but I don't want to make you rich. I don't want to pay you any more money. You know, I don't want, and I think that that's a more like a normal, I think that's how it's supposed to go. You know, that's how it's supposed to go. I don't want to give Taika Waititi any more money from here on out. He doesn't care about these franchises. He just, you know, wants to do his own thing. And by the way, all these movies end up being the same. Like his fingerprint is so strong on these movies that it's almost immersion breaking. It was in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm sorry. Yeah, in Love and Thunder, it was like so obviously a Taika Waititi movie. It was so over the top. The screaming goats, the uh, just the endless stupid jokes overplayed. Like, I get it. You 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 you're trying to make Zoomers laugh. I get it. But you know, Taika Waititi is not Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson makes movies that are uniquely Wes Anderson films, right? They're very, very... I love Wes Anderson. Um, if I could only have, like, one director's movies with me on a desert island, it would probably be Wes Anderson. Um, even though the, his last few movies weren't amazing, I still really liked them. And, uh, you know, I think uh, a movie like Asteroid City was actually great. Um I, I don't think enough people went out and supported it at the theater, but it is what it is. Um, with Taika, you know, and it's like, I'll pay to see a Wes Anderson film because there's, there aren't quotes of Wes Anderson saying, you know, I hate you and I didn't like this thing and I don't like you and I don't like that. Um, you know, you don't see Quentin Tarantino out there saying, you know, oh, I'm going to make a movie, but my fans are going to hate it. You know, oh, I didn't really like making, um, you know, Kill Bill. I didn't really, I didn't really, I just kind of took a check to make it. Like, this is the modern director. They hate you. They hate your product. They expect you to give them money. They expect good reviews, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I think that like, I'm just done giving these people money. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just done um, giving guys like Taika Waititi money because they hate me. They don't want my money. They go, they have every, they take every opportunity to tell you that they hate you. This guy is doing an interview and everything he's going to say, oh, I was just joking. When he gets backlash from this, oh, I was just joking. People are too sensitive. I was just joking. 
bro, I get you. I, I, I respect that he didn't lie, you know, like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is the biggest liar, fake nerd on the planet. Remember when Kevin Smith was like, oh, I never actually, even when he had his stupid show, Comic Book Men or whatever, right? He's like, I, he said, and I quote, I never watched He-Man as a kid. And then he gets the He-Man show, okay? Then he says, I've always been a He-Man fan. I've loved it as a kid. He lied to everyone's faces. Okay, we got Mallrats. I'll rewatch Mallrats every once in a while. But... Kevin Smith is a is and you know by the way Kevin Smith who is supposedly Stan Lee's best friend seemed awfully quiet when he was getting elder abused for the internet None of these people that were Stan Lee's oh he's such a great friend of mine Stan Lee Okay well you know the entire internet Stan Lee was trending in the last 6 months of his life because he had all these people around him uh you know, elder abusing him, and he never said a dang thing about it. I haven't forgotten that. I'm not saying he had to, but I'm saying he went out of his way to see how good of a friend he was to Stan Lee. These people all suck. Shout out to the King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong using code THEQ on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. Thanks to everyone that placed orders over the past few weeks. Yep, I love it. That Wagyu is, uh, is delicious. By the way, uh, how to check the status of a CBC order. You'll get an email when it ships. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people have been asking me, like literally about uh, VPNs. I had a couple of people on Twitter. Um, I work with private internet access. Uh, there's a link in the description down below. I have a link for 83% off. Four months free. Uh, Private Internet Access is the VPN I use. Um, it is the uh, it's the VPN I use you know, on my phone, on my tablets, all that kind of stuff. It's great. You know, it's open source. Zero restrictions. You have unlimited content. 100% open source. They also have a strict no logs policy, built-in ad blocking, all that stuff. Great customer support, super cheap. Here's the link if you've been looking. And they also have a 30-day money-back guarantee. What country do you set your VPN to? Well, it depends where I want to be because... Um, if, if I want to see, watch something like on the BBC, hypothetically, I set it to the UK, BBC iPlayer, or, you know, you could set it to, you know, it depends how much a month. It looks like it's two bucks. And you get four months free. It's 83% off. Yeah, so these people hate you. They, they spit in your face. Here's the link again. The uh, Ridley Scott movie. Somebody asked me if I wanted to see that, the Napoleon movie. I I really don't care for it. I, I really was not. I was like not interested in it. I, I don't know why. It just didn't really hit for me. 
Has anybody seen it? Is it any good? I was not like pumped by another three hour movie. I really was not looking. I was really not looking forward to a, another three hour movie. It's anti man. Napoleon was dull, not a bad guy, just pointless. Phoenix always good though. All right, so I'll, I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see. Hey, somebody in chat pointed uh, pointed out a deer. Their kid got shout out. Um, I caught this guy on my trail cam this morning. Nice looking buck. Where is it? Just walked right in front of it. Just sitting, just sitting right in front of it. Oh, nice little eight pointer. That'd be some good eating. Nice and dark. Um, a lot of people don't know this. Hunters know this. Like it's cool to trophy hunt for those big bucks, but those those bucks are generally older and taste like shit. If you if you if you're hunting a buck and you you know you want uh, you know that if you shoot a buck with like that huge big ass rack on it, it's gonna taste bad. Eight four to eight pointer. That's a good good sized buck for eating. I wouldn't shoot anything smaller than that. I wouldn't shoot anything smaller than four. And four would probably have to be like the last day. It'd have to be a pretty big, it'd have to be a pretty big four too. Blow out all its organs with an AR-15. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you have to know how to prep the meat. Yeah, but all the meat on the back, you know, is, is all from the, like, uh, their scenting and all that crap. Like, it's, it doesn't taste very good. It's all end up being like hamburger, you know? Got a lot. We got more stuff to talk about too. That's why I only hunt deer children. Yeah, that's always, that's smart. By the way, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Um, if you have, I know I've been kind of low energy. I'm sorry. My back is kind of bugging me. I'm trying to power through though. Um, if you want to join the members only chat and the, I was going to do a members only stream today, but my back says, no, I'll try to do it tomorrow. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please make sure you click that follow button down below. And if you're in a position to, if you're in a position to, it would be absolutely killer. If you hit this join button and you joined the basement. It's five bucks a month. You get access to direct access to me. I hang out in there in the uh, locals chat. Send me questions, stuff like that. Um, and uh, it'll be awesome. Goes directly to supporting the channel. Uh, go take some CBD. You advertise and work. I did take. I did take. I did the CBD. I actually did the um, CBD roll on right before the show. I can't tell. I don't know. I can't tell if I couldn't really get to the spot because it's like right underneath my, it's right underneath my shoulder blade, 
So I couldn't really get it on there very good. I know the join button. It uh, the join button can't say. It's it, it can say I think the basement, but join the basement was too long. I t <laughs> who told you? I told me to take the balm. You're totally wasted, man. No, no, no. You don't get high from CBD. I will have I will have my wife slather me up. Hey Jeremy, there isn't many conservative movie films that are making several movies per year. If you know, wait, hey Jeremy, there isn't many conservative movie films that are making several movies per year. If you know of, I don't know what you're asking me. Yeah, I think it's just going to say the basement or basement. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Disney now on track to lose nearly $750 million across 13 films in historic year of box office flops. Now, I don't think Disney has any more releases coming out this year. I could be wrong about that. I absolutely could be wrong. Um, I don't think they do because Wish just came out. They obviously had the Marvels the week before. I'm not sure if there's anything left. They might have like a Pixar movie or something come out. But yikes. The Disney Grooming Institute had the worst box office year imaginable in 2023. Couldn't happen to a nicer den of thieves of children's innocence. This is via John Nolte over on Breitbart. After losing $106 million on Lightyear in 2022, another $152 million on Strange World in 2022, both of which featured prominent gay plot lines aimed at little kids, the Disney Grooming Syndicate roared into 2023 hoping for a much better year. Thanks to Disney's cratered reputation and string of terrible movies where good storytelling and relatable characters took a backseat to divisive politics 2023 has been an even bigger disaster. And you know, I've got to say, you know, who's responsible for that? You guys are, you know, I think, you know, ultimately, um, it's because you finally put your foot down and said enough. According to my imperfect, but good faith estimates, only one Disney movie went into the black. Only one movie in the last two years Disney has put out made money. The budgets below are reported production budgets costs plus my estimate of publicity costs. I added a conservative $75 million for publicity for big movies like Indiana Jones and Marvels for smaller movies. I estimated smaller publicity budgets. These estimates are in good faith. Breakeven is widely considered to be double the production and publicity budget because theaters take an average of half of the global gross. The profit deficit is a global gross, how much the movie made, divided by two, which is removes the theater cut, minus the budget, which is what the movie costs. Okay, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Ant-Man and the Wasp, February 17th, 2023. Budget, $275 million. Break-even, $500 million. Global gross, $476 million. Final Deficit, 
37 million. Uh, I don't even know what movie this is. Chevalier? Budget unknown, gross 4 million. I guess it doesn't even matter. Nobody saw it. They probably didn't spend any money on it. I suppose they, they probably lost a little something on it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Budget, 325 million. Break even, 650. Global gross, 846 million. Profit, 98 million. They made about $100 million on Guardians of the Galaxy. The Little Mermaid. Budget, 325 million. Wow, they spent as much on Little Mermaid as they did for Guardians of the Galaxy. Budget, 325, break even 650. Global growth, 570, deficit, $40 million loss. The Boogeyman, budget, 55 million, break even, 110 million. Global gross, 82 million. They lost 14 million. Wait, that doesn't make sense. I think his math is wrong here, isn't it? Oh, no, he's, he's dividing it. In, okay, okay, I get it. Half of that. Okay. 14 makes 28. Okay, got it. Elemental. Budget 250, break even 500, global gross 497, minus 1.5 million. Now, Elemental was a massive, massive loser. I think it was like $150 million in the red, and it just made this like wild comeback. So, you know, it is what it is. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Budget 350, break even 700 million, global gross just 384 million. Losing $158 million. Haunted Mansion. Budget $200 million. Deficit loss $141 million. They lost $300 million between Indiana Jones and Haunted Mansion. A Haunting in Venice. Lost $40 million. That movie sucked, by the way. I had high hopes for it. I, I, I forget who, who the author. It's, like, uh, it's supposed to be like... Um, the style of movie, I, I can't remember. People were saying like, oh, it's a so-and-so movie or whatever. Um, it was 100% predictable. It was not, it was totally not uh, suspenseful in any way. And it was like, it just was boring. Visually, it looked cool. Like I was ready for it to be awesome. But there was like, it was like, it wasn't, I don't know, maybe it, you let me know uh, Agatha Christie is supposed to be, yeah, Agatha, Agatha Christie tale or something like that. I haven't seen any of those other uh, films like Death on the Nile or whatever, whatever the case was. I, I, I don't, I, I don't have anything else to compare it to, but it was not suspenseful. It was, it was just not very good. Um, but may, maybe you liked it again, really at the end of the day. If you liked a movie, that's all that matters. I like, again, I famously remind people that I enjoy Paul Blart Mall Cop. I did recently, you know, it's all these years. I never knew there was a sequel. Turns out there was a sequel. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. And that was awful. I actually turned it off. That was like, uh, I don't know. It just didn't capture any of the magic of the original Paul Blart. They made the daughter, the daughter had like a huge role in it. And that chick just can't act. Um, and like, they, they, like she, she, uh, how do I put this? 
she was she had like some love interest story with a guy that was way out of her league and then like there was some funny jokes like Paul Blart was like I think it was like the security guard or something like that at the hotel um it was kind of funny like he kept trying to like she didn't have a crush on him but he kept saying like oh I can't you know I can't uh uh, I can't be with you. And then like, she started to like fall in love with him or something like that. It was just, it was weird. He had like this weird power over her. That part was kind of funny. Uh, they did put a chicken in it and make her lame and gay. Hey, although Paul Blart's daughter was a, was a part of the first movie. Um, but anyway, the creator lost $70 million. The Marvels lost $150 million. I know I, I'm reading each individual one of these because I just know it's like it feels like a shot of hopium in the arm. Next goal wins. Yet another. Uh, this was the Taika Watiti film. Lost $20 million. Wish, currently, still in the theaters, deficit $175 million. Now it will make another $50 million probably. My public, math, my public school math shows that Disney's grooming syndicate lost $745 million with its theatrical releases this year. Now, again, to be fair, Wish is still in the cinemas, and, and Next Goal Wins, I think, is also still in the, in, the, in the cinemas. My estimate is far from perfect, but it's reasonable. Yes, Disney will make up some of these losses on what are known as ancillary markets, home video, TV sales, foreign TV sales, etc. But let's be real here. When you release three Marvel movies, an Indiana Jones movie, and a Pixar movie, and a 100th anniversary animated movie, you're not supposed to lose three quarters of a billion dollars. You're supposed to net that much. You only lose $750 million when you've lost the goodwill of your core audience, decent parents, and your movies stink because you put identity over storytelling and token characters over relatable ones. Finally, there are incalculable down market losses toy sales, theme park attractions, and above all, reputation. Going into 2023, Disney had already had a reputation as danger to small children. After this disastrous year, Disney has a reputation for being a danger to kids and making lousy movies. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably true. You know, I'd say that that's probably true. I mean, look at this. Disney CEO Robert Iger announced production of a Song of the South, starring Oprah Winfrey at Employee Town Hall. Film will highlight the origin of Tiana Bayou's adventure and coincide with the opening of a new ride. I mean, I don't know if this is true or not. It's just a random post on the internet, and now they've deleted it, so that's probably not true. You know, I think that a lot of people will point at these losses and say that the investors, like BlackRock and others, uh, they win anyway. You know, they pour money into these companies. They exert influence on various boards, things of that nature. And uh, that's just, they're, they're not going to care. They're happy to see them lose this money because it's still spreading the message. We'll have to see. $750 million in losses is probably going to wake up some investors though. We already know that what that Nelson Peltzer, Pelt or Peltzer, whatever his name is, he's trying to get a, an act, you know, a seat on the board. Other people are trying to get seats on the board because they're tired of losing money. So it's uh, 
it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting to see what investors feel like after a year of losing nearly a billion dollars on their movies. It's going to be funny. And I can't it couldn't have happened to a better company, I think. I hope you enjoyed this this news as much as I did. If you did, make sure you leave a like on the video. We'll talk to you again real soon. The uh the Oh, uh, sorry. So, so Vanity Fair is the first look of the Fallout Amazon show up on their site. Talk about it. I looked at it. I didn't really see much. You know, I saw some costume stuff. America is marveled out. The woke destroyed the franchise. Yeah. The best Aquaman sequel is Pete Holmes doing the Batman, firing various members of the Justice League. And giving shit for his uh, trident having five points. Four out of five. Dennis agree. Your trident is inaccurate. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know if this is a hot take, but uh, I don't care about video game televisions or movie movies because the game they're never better than the games. Now, people who like Fallout. Or I'm sorry, people who liked um, The Last of Us say The Last of Us TV show is good. Um, you know, I, I don't know and I don't care. They had uh, a whole episode dedicated to gay stuff, like two dudes being gay. So, hard pass for me. Looks like absolute vodka's in a little bit of a blender. They they've got a little bit of a Bud Light situation going on. A world of color in every sip, born to mix. Absolute. Thousand. What people don't know about absolute vodka is that they they've been woke forever. Forever. Uh, we've been streaming. We're about to wrap up here. Uh, I've got to eat some lunch. I'm starving. I'm starving. I've got uh, five standalone videos still coming for you today. Uh, lots to talk about. I've even got a, uh, a video going up on my RC Nightmare channel. So I hope you check that out. And uh, I'll be live again in 22 hours. I will be on time tomorrow. I promise you. And um, I hope... I'm, I'm not even going to do a video on the vodka thing, I don't think. Because, like, Absolute Vodka has been woke for years. So them, like, po posting gay vodka stuff, like, I don't really care. I don't drink their shit vodka anyway. It's probably, like... It's it's basically like garbage tier vodka and they charge like it's top shelf. The RC channel will be on Rumble soon. Jeremy is serving he said nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Shout out Lord of the Rings reference. YouTube is blocking videos now. What does that mean? Come on, Gareth. I'll be here at noon. I uh, I upload all my videos early on Rumble for the most part too. 
So I'll get all five of my videos up on Rumble before, uh, before they're all released on YouTube. Trying to get, give more, more love to the Rumble crew. What are you driving in the RC world? Um, there's a new Arma 6S Black. I think it's called Black Rock. Or it's Big Rock. Big Rock. Um, I'll, uh, I'll definitely be driving that tomorrow. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow at noon, 22 hours. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Um.